Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I am Tatsu. And we are super excited about this topic for this week. And we are talking about transparency. Oh, yeah. See-through type stuff. See-through type stuff. That's right. Uh, when did you first learn about that or be aware of what that meant? Well, what, what that means to me now than what it meant before is completely different, but, um, we'll go into that. What, like, what did it mean before and what does it mean now? Before I would, I don't think I really used the word transparency before I was using the word honesty, which I feel is, is a, is a variation of that to, to be honest, to tell the truth, don't lie basically was I think my introduction into the concept of, of transparency. And of course I lied growing up, I get my way, you know, I, I got to get away with stuff. Uh, you know, actually, I actually even lied to a priest one time. I don't know if I told you this before, but I went to Catholic school until third grade, uh, in downtown LA. And I was, I, I wasn't Catholic. Um, family grew up traditionally Buddhist, but we didn't really go to temple often. So we would have, uh, like, uh, church time every Wednesday during school. And so we'd be in there and, uh, we'd listen to the priests talk and all that kind of stuff. And everybody who, who had taken, um, who had been baptized communion and all, they would go up and get the bread and and all that. And I would be one of the, the kids that would sit back in the pews and just not do it. And, but we were all required to do confession. Mm. And so when I was in line, I'm like, what am I going to, when am I going to confess? Like, I don't think I did anything wrong this week or whatever. Um, so I'm just going to say that I lied to my parents, not having any specific lie that I was thinking about. Right. So I felt like I was lying about lying to my parents, to mm. the priest. And then he sat in the box. He's like, oh, you know, God forgives you or whatever. And he's like, you know, well, um, let's do a better job of that. or <laughs> Something like that, right? All right, cool. Um, but it was just, yeah, being honest, being told not to lie, being told to tell the truth. That was my early on experience with uh, regards to transparency. What about you? What's your relationship with transparency? Um, I think it was like, um, one of the extremes, either I was not transparent or I was overtly transparent. So mm. like, like those folks, who, you know, maybe like playing with honesty, they're like, well, I can only be honest if I can be brutally honest. Right. So I remember just saying some messed up stuff in spirit of total transparency and honesty. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's the way it's not going my way. So then I would lie and I would just like tell these little white lies or like 
things that people wanted to hear. Um, and then I wasn't, you know, transparent at all. Um, I think there's, you know, these buzzwords, right? Like transparency, vulnerability, but you know, like I didn't think of it like that. It was kind of like honesty, um, or genuineness. And then it took me a while to gauge like, Hey, I can still be transparent, honest without hurting someone's feelings mm -hmm. that that kept me from saying things before or not being transparent was I thought that I would hurt people's feelings. Mm. And to be honest, I was hurting people's feelings because I was kind of a jerk when and how I delivered that transparency or that honesty. I think now I look at transparency, it's just almost like, hey, instead of like me being in a car and my wife being in a car, my kids being in another car, we're all in the same car. And we're kind of keeping people in the loop of what's going on along the ride to wherever we're going. That's kind of how I look at it. I grew up with, if you're not admitting something, it's the same as lying. Mm. Or a lot of people didn't share that. Like, if you didn't ask them a direct question, it wasn't lying. Like, withholding wasn't lying. So it was hard for me to withhold, withhold things because um, I felt like I was lying. And then I was just like, it was too much, too much and too brutal. So I had to kind of reshape my definitions and my intentions around the feedback and also the time and the place, right? I'm really careful and intentional now about that with my kids, my wife, like, Hey, is this the best time to deliver this feedback? And when would be the ideal time? Sometimes there isn't it, right? But a lot of times there is. And, you know, not having crucial conversations when people are hungry or tired or sick, probably ideal, right? And it took me a while to like care about when they were receiving the message when before I was like, let me just say it. I don't care. It's not about them. It was about me. Well, it's been like an interesting shift over the years. Mm. Man, this like, Transparency is so layered because it's so embedded within context and conditioning. Yep. And when we say that we're, we're being transparent, there is a certain level of self-awareness that we have around that. Assuming that we have some level of self-awareness. Okay. We're being transparent. I'm going to share what I have to share as authentically and as compassionately as possible, but still with there's that's still confined within layers and layers of other stuff beyond what our current level of self-awareness is. Right. So like there's the feeling part and then what happened part too. Right. So when I was growing up, tell the truth, it was more focused on what happened as opposed to how did you feel about it? Like we didn't really talk about feelings in my house. Right. So it was more about what happened and neglecting this whole other side this is the emotion side of myself and that adds another whole different dimension of level of transparency for me right yeah because i'm telling it in a certain way but it's being affected by certain feelings that i'm having but i'm not even like going to dig into that i'm just to the best of my ability what happened 
okay, I took a piece of candy from the store and I lied about it, you know, but why does it matter why I took the candy? You know, like, like none of that, that was, was discussed. It's just like, what happened? You did a bad thing. Boom. You're grounded or whatever. Right. And then now we're bringing all this other stuff in because we're more self-aware. So are we being considerate when we communicate with other people and share it, you know, brutally honest, what does that really mean? Does that, you know, like, is that, is it, is it, are you coming off as a jerk? Are you hurting other people's feelings? But where's the line? It's not about me. It's it, if they, if they get offended, then it's them, it's their stuff. Right. Like, where is that line of like being too considerate, i.e. maybe codependent or too, too much of a people pleaser? You know what I mean? Yeah. Very, very layered. It is. And I think a lot of folks like I didn't even initially go to the, like the feelings part. It was more like the what? Yeah. How do I look in this dress? I'm like, oh boy. feel this is a trap um right and and again the, i think the brutal honesty is a fix for withholding yes you know like you don't need to be brutally honest if you're just honest right right there were there was a there was a line in uh jerry mcguire you added the bru- the brutal in our relationship when he was he was arguing with his ex-wife we, we agreed to be brutally honest. And he's like, I think you added the brutal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause it's really unnecessary if there's a foundation of transparency and openness and trust and connectedness, you don't necessarily need that. Now you could call it crucial honesty or crucial transparency, um, because there's times where it's not the easiest thing or it's not. There is no good timing for that topic or that conversation, but it's important. And I think sharing, I think sharing kind of the feelings, your emotions behind it, I think that adds the vulnerability piece to transparency. Or like, could you imagine if there was no emotion, it would just be like, it could be brutal. It could also be dull or like robotic honesty. And that, that, like, I don't know, like, how would we be with that? Well, it would be situational. Or, like, I think adding in the emotions or why or, like, what's going on over there for you kind of helps shape the context. It helps shape how you came to whatever the conclusion or the feedback you were giving. Mm. Um, And I think it helps. It definitely helps me when I receive that, right? Like, there's a lot of times where my wife, We'll just like say something out of context for me. Now it's in, it's in context for her. And I'm like, Hey, like, what are we talking about? And then it's like, okay. And then she says like, what the con- like context, the conversation is, but it helps because it also brings me back. Oh, what was her mindset? Like, what was her emotional state when we were talking about that could have been hours or days ago. Cause then I'm like, oh, okay. Well now I trace back and what you say makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how brutal honesty lands in times. Like, whoa, where did that come from? Mm. Well, well, I just asked, what do you want for dinner? And <laughs> you know, I got hit with that. Right? Almost like sliming people 
You know, it's like, is that needed to convey the message? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree on that point that unless we're integrated, the mind and our, in our heart and our, and our spirit, unless that integration's there, I don't think we can actually be really transparent. I don't think we can actually be like fully authentic and transparent without that integration. Because it's only a part of us that's being expressed. If it's just the mind, the logical side, the practical side being expressed, that's only like a part of us. Or if we're just completely emotional and we're not thinking about the situation and we're just like, you know, going on a tirade or, or just bawling our eyes out. It's not the full integration. But we need both. Like you said, we need both to be fully, truly transparent. Yeah, it's great points. Um, what do you think holds people back with transparency? Uh, I could speak for, for myself, fear, fear of being rejected. It's a core fear of mine, fear of being rejected, not being loved, not being enough. Therefore, I won't hold back what my truth is. I won't say what I need to say. Mm. And it's, and well, saying what I need to say is one thing. And then saying what I need to say in the moment, that's another thing, right? The timing of it, like you were, you were talking about. If I were fully transparent and I could say what I needed to say from a loving place in the moment without worrying about how they're going to take it, what the outcome is going to be, if I say this, any of that, right? And man, that's a, that's a lifelong practice for me. Um, but yeah, that, that right there, man. Well, that's fine line too, right? Because saying things in the moment, sometimes it's reactionary. Right. And sometimes it's really true to what you want to say and how you want to say it. Right. Right. So yeah, I'm, and I'm coming from the, the non-reactionary, more of a responsive grounded place. So I'm more in my body. And this is what I'm feeling inside. Like, this isn't resonating with me, you know, like this isn't right for me. And to be able to say it in the moment, like in a, in a board meeting or in a sales meeting, right? There's so many opportunities that I had to say what I needed to say in my corporate life yeah. that I didn't say it in the moment because I was scared because there were some strong personalities in there and I wasn't, I just didn't feel like picking a fight. Not that I would have picked a fight, but I didn't. I was like, oh, let's just get this meeting over with type of thing. Let it pass, you know? But it, it would still eat me up inside. Like, man, I should have said that, you know? So like, yeah, that, that saying what I need to say um, has, been a, has been a big part of my journey um, and opening up that, that throat chakra, being able to communicate clearly and, and effectively for me. Um, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think similar, I would imagine there's some form of not good enough in most of us walking around, um, mm -hmm. that we hold back so that we don't get rejected and thus prove the point that we're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like for me, it's just par old paradigms, like I'm a jerk, paradigm here. Mm -hmm. Cause I can't, I can't come across direct 
more feedback has been given. Um, and you, usually that's with folks who know me and like my guard is down. I'm pretty, pretty good at a cocktail party to keep things moving in light. <laughs> but I've been known to, you know, metaphorically smack people in the face with my words. <laughs> and again, like there's a time and a place and that could be totally called for. There's a time and a place where that is not ideal. And, you know, I think it's just a practice, right? And, and owning when maybe that wasn't the ideal timing or that wasn't the ideal thing to say in the moment. Being willing to like not make that mean we're not good enough, it just means we're in practice, mm. which all of us are in practice. So it's not saying anything derogatory or mean. Uh, but I think, you know, this idea of transparency, openness, vulnerability, I think is access to so much good that it's worth the growth and uh, the pain points along the way. And mm. I think people, to be honest, are just complacent and they, they don't want to go through anything unknown because it's going to be uncomfortable. They're probably going to suck at first mm -hmm. and people don't want to do that. Right. So they'd rather just not, or do it in a passive aggressive way. And yeah, there's no growth there. That's like same old same. Um, and again, there's no examination, there's no awareness. There's no like further conversation around how do I show up? Folks just aren't looking at that. Mm -hmm. They're just like, Joe's a jerk. Right. Not, I wonder what's going on with Joe. I wonder if he knows what's going on. I wonder if, how, if he knows how he's coming on. No one's checking in, especially Joe himself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's kind of the bigger thing. It's right. Like people are more committed to being comfortable and safe than they are to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And afraid of being wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm wrong all the time, you know, and. I don't know if I'm afraid of being wrong because I'm kind of used to it by now, but there was a long, a lot of times where I just didn't say much because I didn't want to be proven wrong mm -hmm. or look like I was dumb or whatever it was. Um, but I think that also goes to how we say it, mm -hmm. you know, we can say, oh, I always thought, or, oh, I've heard versus this is the way, mm -hmm. you know, this is the right way and everything else is crap. There's a way we can say, hey, well, this is my belief, but you know, I'll say it's yours. And I think that goes a long way of disarming people. And at the same time, practicing speaking up and owning your thoughts and your path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's so much, at least in my experience, there's so much attachment to the outcome of what we say or how we say it, and then we don't say it, or we say it in a weird way. And that, that, that puts so much pressure on, on our transparency, right? If I say the wrong thing, I'm going to jail. If I snitch on someone, I'm gonna get beat up or whatever. Right. It's, there's so it's, it's, it's that the, the old attachment to the outcome thing, man, that's, that blocks us from being really, truly transparent. 
you know it's um it's crazy it's crazy but just like everything else man like you said it's a it's a practice and there has to be a point where we're willing to be wrong we're willing to be hurt and it's okay because it's an honor of protecting our honesty and our transparency ourselves it's a loving thing to be able to express ourselves as transparently as possible like how much baggage we carry how many filters we carry because we're afraid you know and how much how freeing it is to be able to just express ourselves and be open to whatever comes our way after doing that you know like there's too much nonsense going on in our heads that those layers of of armor really really hurt um, our progress yeah so true man it's like um you know in my mind i think of transparency and it's like all right transparency with others but how many folks are actually prior to that being transparent with themselves oh yeah because if we're not allowing ourselves to be transparent with ourselves, there's probably not a great chance we're going to allow ourselves to be transparent with other people. 100%. And I think we fool ourselves because it's easier to do that, that we are, you know, like, oh yeah, we're good. Mm -hmm. We're honest with ourselves. We're transparent. You know, we know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But really like, are we? Like, are we really transparent with ourselves? Yeah. Answer's probably no. <laughs> probably not in everything or, or there not might, in everything. Yeah, or there might be some areas where we could grow in that, right? And and I think that's that's the thing, right? If if we constantly look at like we talk about a lot of topics in our podcast, and if we were open to practicing these ideas <clears throat> instead of performing these ideas. Mm. Yes. There you go. Cause Practice is like, you're gonna mess up, it's practice. Hey, I'm practicing uh, speaking language or I'm practicing a musical instrument or I'm practicing a sport. It's like, we, there's embedded suckiness mm -hmm. and acceptance there. When we're performing, mm -hmm. not so much. Mm -hmm. So where do you think practice and performance plays a role in transparency? Oh, huge we're just talking about is it's either the outcome or the journey itself it's it the shift is huge when we stop trying to perform and trying to be perfect trying to get it right all the time to it is what it is i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna i'm gonna be as transparent as i can every day with everybody especially myself and like you said days are gonna be sucky i'm gonna i'm gonna mess get messy it's gonna me I'm mess it up but it's okay. And as, as long as I'm improving, that's all that really matters. I'm just not like banging my head against the wall, doing the same thing over and over again, because I want to grow, you know? Um, I think there's a very, to me now, there is a pretty clear line, what the performance is versus what the practice is. You know, how about you, man? Well, yeah, I mean, I think similar, like there has to be an inner dialogue, mm -hmm. checking in, um, and there has to be an allowance and grace with ourselves to be able to practice things. 
Like I don't really perform much at all. Even when I'm performing, it's just practicing with other folks around. Mm -hmm. So it allows a little give. A little bit of that self-imposed pressure dies down. Mm -hmm. And when I do find myself from an automatic place performing, that's when the flags go up. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's happening over here? Mm -hmm. Like an icky feeling now. And again, it's not like it never happens. It definitely does. But a lot of it is more what are other people thinking? So I got to act like this instead of, it doesn't really matter that people are thinking and this is a better version of yourself anyway when you're just practicing and you're just showing up and you're accepting you even if you're uncomfortable you know i think that's when it shows up most when i'm most uncomfortable performance shows up mm-hmm. as as a protection very relatable man me too. And it's not as fun. No, it makes the thing that we're uncomfortable with even more uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> it's just like, man, this makes no sense. If anything, practice would help us. Yeah. But again, it goes back to the protection because we're trying to protect ourselves from quote unquote failing. But that failing is the thing that's actually going to support us the most. Mm-hmm. Or it's the opportunity to fail and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That word too, that failure is just so heavy growing up for me. Right. Yeah. It's like you're, you're shunned. Society right. that wants you to kick you off this planet, go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And again, it's just the conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how we learn the most. Right. So I think. Just knowing that and then practicing. So, you know, for the folks listening, and, you know, they probably know what transparency means and, and they have their definition as a generic definition, but they might not have a relationship with transparency or maybe a, a one they don't love. How can someone up-level their relationship or what that means for them with transparency? I would say to be very, very honest about what you enjoy in life when it comes to your relationships, when it comes to yourself, like your self-care, what, when it comes to your career, like, are you really, really happy? Just start there. Are you really, really happy? And, and then notice if you're in the head versus in your, in your spirit, not that it makes sense that you're making X number of dollars and you have these responsibilities. Are you really, truly joyful with these things? Yeah. And if you can be transparent about that, that can really open up um, a lot just, just from there. But, but we gotta, we gotta be honest with where we're at. How about you, man? I think the idea of practice, like applicable practice. So being transparent daily and pick something like, you know, on the safe side in the beginning, maybe your partner, maybe your close family and friends, someone that like will engage in this with you and not judge you. Mm. Um, Practice saying and being transparent with those people daily. 
um, you know, just being honest and being mindful of it's just a practice and it can go any, any which way, but being mindful and having a daily goal so that a month of being transparent and being not doing intentional word use there so that you can feel how, how that feels and you can adjust from there. Mm. I love it, man. Awesome. Cool. So where can uh, the listeners find us and how can they continue to support our show? Uh, they can definitely support by keep sending us feedback and comments. Um, check us out. Uh, button downs and basketball shorts everywhere where all those things live. Um, you know, come reaching out to us, jeffmillercoaching.com or our personal social media channels. And, and again, just sharing, you know, sharing this with someone else, maybe someone in your life, you really want them to be more transparent and forthcoming, share the episode. And that can start a conversation to support them. I love it, man. I love it. All right. Until next time. Looking forward to transparent, man. Keep it transparent. You got it. Just make sure you're wearing a shirt. We don't want that transparent. <laughs> Talk to you at the next one. Later. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share. And we'll see you on the next one.